Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Daria. Talking to me? Game of Thrones podcast, and much like the famous line from Taxi Driver that inspired the title, this is fully improvised. Did you know that about uh, you talking to me? What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> the line, you talking to me, you talking to me, there's nobody else here, you must be talking to me, was fully improvised. Oh, whoa, yeah. not even partially. <laughs> Martin Scorsese came up to him and went, I want you to say, like, are you talking and then just go with it. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just take it for a walk. I don't know. You, you're the actor. You know, you're the you're the bloody actor. You figure it out. Yeah. No, I think you... he just stood in front of the mirror and was like, "Just go. Just do something." Yeah, sick. That's pretty cool of Robbie. We should get him on this. Uh, get him on this podcast if he's that oh, good Bobby, impro. Get Bobby on. Get Bobby De Niro on. Yeah, Bobby DN. <laughs> DN word. Anyway. <laughs> 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 I should point I said, out, by the way, yes. if, if this, like, other than that, if this sounds poor, I'm sitting in a in a hotel room in Perth, mm. and I can hear it echoing in my head here, <laughs> just because of the nature of this this cupboard that I'm staying in. Uh, so you're in a hotel. You're in a in a hotel room. What kind of room is it? Is it nice? It's actually it's all right. It's um mm. like I, I to plug in the Zoom recorder thing to record this. I'm having to sit in the little coffee making nook thing that's in every mm-hmm. hotel. Sure. Yeah. So I'm I'm perched above a fridge, <laughs> <laughs> looking at a kettle, and then there's a whole bunch of like fake marble sort of countertops here that I'm talking and that that my voice is reverberating around. So, Mm -hmm. Mm. yeah. If it sounds like I'm fucking sitting in a room, then can't... I am. (laughs) Too bad. Very perceptive of your ears to figure that out. I can't climb into a fucking endless void just (laughs) to record this podcast and have sound dampening from that. So, yeah. Yeah. Me, me, however, I am recording from an endless void. Um, My my acoustics are perfect. Um... And yeah, I just watched this episode we're talking about today, uh, episode four of season five, Sons of the Harpy. Now, we're really in what everyone, I think, agrees is peak Game of Thrones, the best episodes of the entire show. Um, now, nah, this was uh, one I honestly found a bit hard to pay attention to. What did you think of this episode? The, so, uh, it depends on which part. There were bits and pieces where I was like, fuck off. Shut mm-hmm. up forever. Mm-hmm. Like, the Sand Snakes didn't bother me the first time round. Their sure. introduction in this episode... Uh, we'll get to all of this, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, this episode... Because I've watched a couple episodes today, so everything's all over the shop for me. But I think this episode features, like, one or two really um, engaging scenes. Full yeah. stop. <laughs> the, the stuff with Marjorie and Cersei and... and um, uh, Tom and I'm mm-hmm. liking, mm-hmm. and and the sort of the sparrows getting involved. Sure, Jorah and Bronn. Hey, I like those characters. Mm. Everything else, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Pr- pretty much. Actually, not everything else. There's some stuff. Well, let's just go through it, I guess. And yeah, uh, absolutely. Let's do it. Um, so we start. We start with. Uh, Another fantastic odd couple pairing that the show loves to throw together. Um, Jorah Mormont, um, King Cuck, he, he, uh, he kicks <laughs> off the episode by punching, punching some even, guy out of a boat. <laughs> he's the 2005 remake of King Cuck. He's the Peter Jackson way too long version. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's King Cuck's Skull Island. <laughs> yeah, no, Skull Island was good. 
Was it really? I haven't seen it. Yeah, it's quite fun. It's 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 a little bit silly and trashy, and um, it's got John C. Riley in it, so that's good. I actually like the 2005 one, too. I, I don't. I think I liked it when I first saw it, but I, I think it's a little... It's a little closer to The Hobbit than The Lord of the Rings, as far yeah. as Jackson goes. Fuck yeah. Give me give me oh, yes. 150 frames per second, Jackson. <laughs> oh, God, that was fucked. That Make was my awful. eyes bleed. <laughs> um, yeah, Jorah punches a guy out of a boat. He chucks Tyrion in the boat, and off they go, sailing away. So I, I'm reading now in this synopsis that that's what happened. I literally couldn't see it happening because it was too dark <laughs> <laughs> when I watched it. The, the fucking darkness of these of some of these scenes, just in terms of the actual, you know, the the film or whatever. Yeah, the lighting. Yeah, a lot of the yeah. north of the wall stuff. If you're north of the wall and you're not outside in the snow, I can't see you. Totally. If there's a window open and you're watching it on anything other than a VR headset, you're mm. fucked. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so but that's yeah. what happened. <laughs> Face punch, boat steal, and they fuck yep. off. Because uh, later on, this happens later in the episode, but I guess this synopsis is like half in order, half yeah, uh, zipping back and forth. Because later on in the episode, yeah. they're on the boat and Tyrion's like going... Trying to like sing a song behind there. Jorah takes off the thing and Tyrion like... Straight away gets to psychoanalyzing type shit. <laughs> yeah, figures out who he is. He sees the mm-hmm. little bear thing on his uh, on his armor. Mm-hmm. It's like you're Jorah Mormont, and you uh, can suck a dick. <laughs> I can't remember what he <laughs> says, but basically, like, tells him, "No, I fucking hate Cersei. But why aren't you taking me there? Oh, you're taking me to Daenerys. That's where I was going anyway. We're buddies, right? Mm. Maybe mm. we're not buddies because you are here." So that means that she must have kicked you out because you did something wrong. That's right. You were a spy. Man, yes. she must fucking hate you for spying on her. Mm. And then he gets a punch in the face and is immediately knocked out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he really he uh, really brings everyone back up to speed with everything about Jorah's character. Mm. Really um, unsubtle writing. Yeah, totally. He's a real fucking face-punching, sad-being motherfucker. Mm. Mm. Um, so fucking hell. Sorry, I'm getting. I was trying to look at something, and then messages and emails are showing up about this fucking rental application I'm trying to do at the same time. Oh. I tell you what, the real the the real game of Thrones mm. life <laughs> doesn't mean anything, but I can't think of anything to say now because all I'm worried about <laughs> is being homeless. <laughs> oh dear. Game of homes. Yeah. Huh? Game of homes. Hello. <laughs> That's something. That dude, rename this podcast. Go back and change the feed. <laughs> All right, I'll do it. Don't test me. I'll do it. So yeah, they're sailing on their way to Daenerys, and um, it, it, he's Jorah is planning to give Tyrion up as a present. And yeah, Tyrion's like, she's just as likely to fucking kill you as kill me, mm. and pardon me as pardon you. So you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens on their on their fun little voyage that I'm sure totally. will end up. Being pretty wacky. Because Jorah, he's neat. Jorah's a neat guy. (laughs) He's neat, yeah. He keeps packing shit away, you know. But Tyrion, he's messier. Oh, he's really messy. Jorah doesn't drink, and Tyrion's a drunk. Tyrion's just a real... Loves a bit of a drink. Mm. Uh, Jorah wants to fuck the queen. Yes. And uh, Tyrion, you know, probably as well, but he wants to fuck everyone, is the thing. Yes, yes, that's right. I've never seen The Odd Couple, but I'm assuming that's exactly what happens in that. I think it's a lot about fucking queens, yeah. That's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All the best things are. So, uh, back over in King's Landing, mm-hmm. Cersei's called that small council back up. Uh, and there's like four people there now. It's Mace Tyrell. Kyburn. Yeah. Kyburn. Uh, and uh, Maester fucking Big Beard. Uh, Pycelle. Pycelle. I guess yeah. that's it. So it's three people and Cersei. Yeah. And she yeah. is in the in the process of sending Mace Tyrell off to uh, go to the Iron Bank of Bravos because they, they're asking for 10% of the debt that the Crown owes to the Iron Bank. Mm. And then Cersei's like, okay, well, how much can we pay? And he's like, ah, maybe half of that. Mm. So they're in 20 times over their head with this bank. Yeah. 
Yeah. Which is fucking terrifying because I tell you what, banks really make it difficult for you, especially if you're applying for a house or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, their credit rating is through the floor at the moment. Um, speaking of floors, would be nice to have a house. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Cersei is... As long Cersei's... as it's just got a roof, fucking who cares about a floor at this point? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you could just tiptoe around, you know, the dirt or whatever. I can build a hammock, sleep off the ground. Oh, I yeah. guess beds are off the ground, too. <laughs> <laughs> um, Cersei's basically slowly removing anyone who could have any influence over the king... Um, Except for her. Like, Mace Tyrell was already a patsy, basically, and he's been sent away now. Yeah. Uh, he's such a fucking doofus as well. I really like him. The yeah, bit where he's, he's like, well, you could, you could borrow it off the Tyrells, and then, you know, if Marjorie refuses to pay it, I'll have a very stern word with my daughter. <laughs> he's such a fucking idiot. He's so in over his head, he doesn't realise he's drowning. Totally, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, lots of nice fish uh, around oh. here. <laughs> sure, I'll have another drink, Mr. Ocean. Thank you very much for the offer. Oh, another drink. Oh, well, I, I wouldn't normally, but okay. Oh, all the water's giving me a hug. This is delightful. <laughs> so he's... I mean, he's going to be fine. Yeah, he's fucking after Bravos with uh, Merrin Trant. Mm. Fucking sour-faced yeah. dick. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But so, um, yeah, then apparently right over in... I feel like this must be out of order, because I just watched it. Maybe not. Barristan Selmy is over in um, fucking Marine. Marine? Yeah. Spinning a yarn about uh, Daenerys' brother Rhaegar and how he used to love to sing. And, man, this is some heavy-handed, like, he was a gentle soul shit. Mm-hmm. There's the line in here of... Um, uh, Rhaegar never cared for fighting. He loved to sing. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Which should lead into a big musical number. <laughs> <laughs> and you, I mean, you're the mother of dragons and the queen of the dance floor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it it oh, just... Well. And, and, like, a nice story. I kind of like how they talk about Rhaegar and Lyanna in this um, mm. episode. These characters who we've never met, who died before the show started, but sort of hearing the impact that their stuff has had on, like, that war happening and stuff. Because mm-hmm. later on when... Uh, well, we'll talk about that when we get to it. But, yeah, Littlefinger tells that story. But, yeah, this story about Rhaegar. Yeah, yeah. Nice dude. Loves to sing a tune. Used mm-hmm. to, he would give the money away. Pretty nice, I guess. Yeah. But, um, but then it's also contrasting with... And, yeah, you're right. It's it. This is dug into further later in the episode the fact that history views him as a kidnapper and a rapist so it's interesting to get these stories now um and just sort of have to figure out yeah what okay what's going on here is it yeah seems like he was a good dude so yeah interesting well because we've seen so many of the of the things even now of people like going of you know this shit they say about Tyrion and whatever Sure, yeah, yep. You know how, how quickly these things spread in the Seven mm. Kingdoms. And beyond. And beyond. Uh, but yeah, fucking that guy who's the representatives of representative of all the, the sort of guys who used to be the masters and who wants the fighting pits back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the tradition guy. Bring back the yeah, traditional yeah. fighting pits, yeah. Like, that motherfucker, that's not a turkey in November, all right? Mm. That ain't no tradition. Mm-hmm. And also the Turkey in November one is based on blood. So, hey, yeah. cancel all traditions. Only uh, Easter, because Jesus definitely came back from the dead. That's the only real one that we can celebrate. Leave that one alone. And Independence Day, the alien one, not the, uh, not the American one. Yeah, yeah. Welcome to Westeros. <laughs> he punches a dragon, I guess. Hell yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm sorry, I mean, his... oh, hell no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, his da is his name. Yeah. Um, and he's asking again, and she's like, no, again, what the fuck? Stop asking me. I'm yeah. never going to do this. So we see that, all right, if you're not going to do it, we're going to fuck you up your city. And these sons mm. of the Harveys are starting to really fuck shit up. Yeah. 
So this we see- is the the end of the episode. Yeah, that's this the end. Bit. Yeah. So let's not talk about that. But basically, there's murmurings. <laughs> let's say totally. And you see some people. You, there, there's a couple of masks, and there's a couple of like. Oh. Yeah. Do we see like one one guy like gets stabbed by a guy in a mask at this point? Maybe. I feel like something happens here, or there's like a there's like a village square type situation <laughs> where they start attacking people. But also, this is the episode where the where the uh, sparrows start attacking people. Oh yeah! So fucking hell. I've kind of got both of them in my head at the, at the same time. Yes. But, uh, yeah, at, at, at the, the, the end of the episode we'll come back to. Yeah. But uh, in the meantime, Bron and, uh, and Jamie are, are sailing over to the east mm. on the way. Jamie's like, that island there, is that Australia or whatever he says? <laughs> and the, the captain's like, no, no, that's, um, that's Tarth, the, the Emerald Isles. And he oh, has yeah. a big smile because it's like, ah, my friend's from there. Yeah. His friend's... Oh, Brienne. Yeah. Yeah. His only friend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. He, the, his, he, his other blonde woman that he likes. He only likes... Loves to- a... Oh, man. Really. Mm. A, an absolute fiend for a leggy blonde. <laughs> or a handy blonde as well. I bet he's into hands now. But, uh... Yeah. Oh, dear. I thought that was a nice little fun smile. Yeah, and they absolutely. have um, have a great conversation under the boat where I, I, I like those two talking to each other because they're both like they're both alphas, and I really respond well to alphas. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell! This is not. I mean, it is an odd couple. You know, this is one of the one of the famous odd couples that this show puts together. Um, you know, they're from it's it's uh, upstairs downstairs. You know, Jamie and Bron. But they have a lot in common, and I like. I really do like their dynamic. I think it's really fun. Totally, I, I, the, Jamie has the same streak in him that Bron does, or at least he used to a lot more as well. Mm. Yeah, that, co- that co- kind of cocky, cocky, self, self assured sort of slightly rebellious. Mm. Yeah, or literally rebellious. He killed a king. That's rebellious. <laughs> yeah. Yes, uh, literally, and they're like, it's fun, like, oh, we're just a couple of knights going over the ocean to rescue a princess. Like, I, I like that. That's That could be yeah. a whole show. That could be the show. And this should be the show. The only, <laughs> the, um, the, the, he has, Bron has the similar thing to Jamie as well, where, like, Jamie would always say the thing that, you know, you, everyone kind of knew but didn't want to say. Mm. Like, I remember he said a couple of weird things to Ned back in the day and that sort of thing. Sure, yeah. And yep. Bron has that same thing where he's like, no, it has to be me who rescues my niece, Jamie says. And he's like, niece? Whoa. <laughs> well, we're still going with that one, are we? Okay. Uh-huh. Okay. Ugh. Well, that's You know, there's that's only two of us here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you're not related. You don't have to share everything with me, including your cum. But... <laughs> um, yeah. So oh, but, J- Jamie, Jamie also says, he, uh, he says, Tyrion, Tyrion, my brother, he killed my father, and if I ever see him again, I'll, uh, I'll murder him. That's true. I don't know Which, if he means that. I, I don't think he does, and I, I think it's actually kind of stranger that Bronn doesn't pull him up on that, because they all know, like, they all know what's yeah. going on. I mean, but, I think uh, he can, he, I think maybe, like, because Bronn, as, as much as he's, you know, a fucking weird dude and whatever... Mm. He's especially like he was with Tyrion, pretty receptive to like, oh, okay, this is actually sort of hurting this person. I'm going to leave it alone. Sure, yeah, okay, yeah. Like when Tyrion told him that whole story about like the fake wife and all of that. Mm. At the end, he wasn't like, "You dipshit, you fucking idiot." <laughs> <laughs> sure, no, he, like, sure. Poured him a wine or whatever. So, do you? What do you think? Jamie is actually saying there. Do you think that he's saying, "I'm sad that my." dad is dead a, a guy i had an extremely complicated relationship with or and, and and i'm therefore angry at my brother or is he like what is why is he saying that bit of both like sad as dad's dead definitely because uh, he definitely bought into the whole legacy thing a lot more than Tyrion did and to mm. some extent is is you know genuinely mourning the loss of his father and whatever he got along with him better than any of the others did probably yeah, I guess that's true, yeah. And then just, yeah, betrayal. Because, like, oh, I did my brother a solid and he fucking kills my dad. Yeah. That's 
not a great trade-off. He would have known that I didn't want that to happen. So even yeah. if he's not, even if he's like, I get why he killed my dad, it'd still be like, why do you have to do it then? It, it feels feels responsible for it, I guess. Yeah, I guess that's fair. It's I think it's a hard one for, I think, me as a viewer because I just saw Taiwan for what he was, you know, like a, 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 a true villain. Like of the of the highest order, like manipulative to his children as well as you know people around him, and it's it's hard to uh, to mourn his death. And we've seen a lot of the better sides of Jamie, you know. So I guess I forget sometimes. Like, yeah, that, that's he really is his son in in a lot of ways. Yeah, well, and the um, same as Jamie is completely blind to Cersei too. Yeah, I suppose. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's true. Right, that's look, true as well. They're a weird fucking family, man. <laughs> they are a weird fucking family. So they're on their way to save probably the most normal member of their family, I guess. Yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah, Marcella, and they get to they get to the shore. Um, Bron kills a snake that's about to eat Jamie in the middle of the night. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Good shit. A weird- I guess it's like a, oh, the snakes are coming, foreshadowing type thing. Oh, I get it. The snakes are coming. Dude, uh, that is fucking... You know those beach snakes? <laughs> oh, yeah, them beach snakes. They get you. Um, they eat some of the snake for breakfast, talk about Again, how they want to die. That, is that a reference to... Is that some sort of metaphor? Eating the snakes Whoa. for breakfast? Dude, every every Whoa. breakfast I have a bowl of punks like you. <laughs> uh, yeah. So yeah, they have they eat some snakes. They I like about- the little the little moment here when they're talking about how they want to die. Mm. Uh, and Bron's like, I don't know, my fucking dipshit sons trying to fight each other for my money. And Jamie just immediately goes, "Arms of the woman I love." <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then Bron is like, "Oh, okay." Does um. Does she want that? And mm. Jamie really looks as though he knows the answer is, nah, she couldn't give less of a fuck. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I Oof. think that's one of the big differences between those two characters as well, and I guess underlines, yeah, some of Jamie's flaws or, like, foibles, where he's clearly one of the biggest romantics in the entire show. Right, yeah. He is like, totally. Other than, like, pa- Ned it's and part Catelyn... Of- Yes, sure. Who was it? Was not necessarily from naivety, but she was, yeah, probably more sentimental. But he is like, I think his romance comes out of also his ego and like his own view of himself and his narcissism and how good he thinks he is. And I, he thinks, yeah, he maybe applies this broader narrative to his life, and it takes someone like Bron to be like just a sounding board for him to be like, oh, oh yeah. Uh, right, okay. yeah. I, t- I totally agree with that, because Bron doesn't say anything like mean, he just says mm. true things most mm. of the time. Yeah, yeah. And the, hey, the truth can be kind of, the truth can be painful. That's something that's... I came up with the other day. Oh, wow, that's a really uh, insightful phrase. Yeah, truth hurts. Yeah. I also oh, came up with, wow. uh, here's a couple more I came up with. Mm. Um, where's the beef? What was that in uh, relationship? Well, it's like if, if someone answers the phone... <laughs> and you use the one, the other one that I came up with, which is what You go sure. like that, and then oh, the that one's, on the that's other great. End, no explanation it needed is. there. Yeah. At the other end of the line goes, "Oh, where's the beef?" And then mm. um, that means you guys uh, want to fuck each other. I don't know what it means. <laughs> I need to find a fucking house. <laughs> <laughs> it's all I'm thinking about. <laughs> you keep sleeping under the stars, eating snake for breakfast. Man, those things will come for you in the middle of the night and every day. I'm like, oh, God, I hope this doesn't mean something. <laughs> hope this doesn't um, mean some, some sandy snakes are coming after me. Speaking yeah. of which, in Dawn, <laughs> <laughs> like, um, well, in, before that, uh, Jamie and Bron get into a fight because uh, Bron's like, saying, hey, how do you know that, uh, that guy who dropped us off won't just betray us? Oh, yeah, that's right, yeah. And then four soldiers just roll up and Jamie's like, mm. yeah. Fuck. So yeah. they manage to fight them off. There's sort of like a tense scene. Bron kills three, and Jamie has his first real sword fight since he lost his hand. Yeah, yeah, he's going up against that big dude and holding his yeah. own. 
and then literally holding the the sword, he <laughs> uses it as a as a like a shield, and it seems yeah. like a great a great tool to have. It's very smart. It's like having a big gauntlet or a wrist guard or something. He's just yeah, yeah he's like Batman. If you had the ultimate thing, if you were able to... The ultimate thing. This is the ultimate thing. Okay. A place to live. The, um... (laughs) If you had... If you were the, like, some apothecary or whatever back in the day, and you managed to figure out and invent magnets, Mm. and made a big electromagnet, I guess you need to invent electricity too, made a magnet powerful enough to just suck the armor off of another person... Ooh, that's good. Back in the battles, or take all their all, all their swords or all the arrows, just go onto it. You would have been the king of the fucking world. Well, don't isn't an electromagnet actually just like a wire coiled around a magnet? Like, isn't it? Don't you not need electricity? You're asking the wrong guy, brother. <laughs> that's <laughs> guessing at a memory from grade four. <laughs> science, all I know I about all I, all I know about magnets is I got them all over my hard drives. That's all I know about magnets. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, to protect yourself from all the uh, the white knights. Dude, I don't want anyone to... <laughs> uh, I don't have anything on my hard drives other than fun pictures of cats and dogs. And podcast recordings. Oh, God, i got a million fucking podcast recordings. <laughs> Genuinely, like, half of all of my shit is... In gigabyte terms is podcast recordings. Yeah. yeah. Most of them unreleased. Not really. Oh! Uh... So, they, they have that fight. Uh, nothing yep. really happens. Jamie just like gets a bit more confident about fighting again, I assume. Yeah, yeah. But uh, also taking place in Dawn, Ilaria Sand, Oberyn's ex. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she's there with three of what appear to be Oberyn's daughters. Yeah. So are they all her daughters as well? Like, is that what the situation no, is? No, because one of them talks about her different mother. I think one of them's her daughter, like uh, the one with the short hair, I reckon might be her daughter. Right, okay. okay. But I also don't know that for sure, so uh, let's assume that maybe none of them are her daughters. They're all I'll, just... tell you, I'll tell you what, I really did zone out in this scene. This, these characters are bad. I didn't like, I didn't mind them the first time around, but like their attitudes and their like fake cockiness is bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. I, I think so. I didn't. I don't hate it. Like, I'm not angry about this scene, but I did not pay attention. I, I don't think, think just it's my fault. Specifically, <laughs> specifically <laughs> the the one with the armor, who yep. I believe is named Obara. Okay, starts... I've, got, I've got the details here. Obara is the daughter of some peasant woman. Right. Nymeria, uh, the middle one, is the daughter of uh, some Eastern noblewoman. And the youngest, Tyene, is Ilaria's daughter. And they're all, yeah, they're, they're all daughters of, of right. Oberyn. And Tyene has the short hair. I'm going to look her up to be sure. To be sure. Tyene with um, the short hair is the worst Beyonce song. <laughs> well, fuck. So her Wikipedia entry, she has long hair. Okay. Uh, it doesn't matter. I think it is. The, I think it is though. Well, because she was the one who was the most sort of sucky uppy to Alaria. Is why I think yeah. it was her daughter. Yeah. Either way, the was. one with the the one with the armor. That, like Alaria's like, okay, we're gonna kill Marcella because we want to start a war for some mm. reason to get mm-hmm. vague revenge on the the Lannisters. I guess yeah. even though yeah, they no, didn't no, fucking. We, we we talked about this. They 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 think that basically Cersei was behind the death of Oberyn. Which is fucking stupid and wrong, but anyway, whatever. Oberyn willingly volunteered, but whatever. They're they're passionate and they're angry. You're right, that's true. Like, uh, they didn't plot to murder Oberyn, but they They didn't give a fuck about Oberyn. No, no. But they are the reason he died. Well, no, Tyrion's the reason he died. Yeah. Uh, No, he is, because he offered to do it for Tyrion. Tyrion didn't fucking force him into it. That's true. It could have been Tyrion fighting the mountain. And then the reason he died is because he got cocky with the mountain and was yelling at Tywin, not not even looking at him, and got a leg sweep happen. He got yeah, thrown he off of the cage in Hell in the Cell, nineteen ninety eight or whatever. <laughs> <coughs> so yeah, no, no, you're right. Like this is a uh, 
And Alaria has proven to be previously an extremely short-tempered person. Yeah. And this is her flying off the handle. Exactly. That That's all this is. This is her being mad that her boyfriend's dead. So they're all kind of flipping out and hitting cunts. Which, whatever. They want to kill Marcella before Jamie and uh, Bron get to, get to her because they've seen... They, they found the captain guy, put him in a bucket with some scorpions. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then... Um, uh, yeah, they, they know about Jamie and Bron being there. So... Mm-hmm. They, they have a conversation and Ilaria's like, who's with me? Who's against me? And the fucking, the one with the armor, I think Obara, does that fucking lame-ass cliche movie thing that nobody ever does in real life where to prove a point they start telling you a story from years ago. Yeah, yes. I fucking hate that trope. I don't know why yeah. it is that it's in movies all the time. It's the worst exposition-y shit. Yeah. There's yeah. never been a time when anyone has ever done that in real life in my experience. You know, Adam, you that reminds like, me of a time. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's just it'd be the it'd be the craziest shit if someone was like, "Hey, man, do you want to? Are you hungry?" Well, I was hungry once. Yeah, yeah. Like nineteen thirty-five was ages ago. Fucking but, a long time ago. So she tells a story and then throws her spear through the dude's head at the end, and it's just really bad character. Uh, not even development character establishment mm. yeah. just fucking lame and lazy and they just all uh, like uh, have a weird uh, something's weird about their attitude and I, I don't know it, what it yeah, is it's it's attitude it's I think it's just poor writing because you can imagine a character being like hey do you want to come with me on this quest and the response is like well Man, it's been an interesting life I've had, and like you know, doing some real yeah. expositiony shit, and it could play well. Like if it's well written and if it's well delivered, that's fine. But this was just kind of shitty. Yeah, and when it's when it's that mixed with characters who it's unclear who they are, mm-hmm. and then motivations that are also seemingly kind of a bit unclear, it's sure, just a bit of a mess. Sure. Sure, the fact, like, I never really dug too deep into, like, why I didn't like, or why I didn't connect with this um, plotline the first like, first time through, but mm. the fact that even Ilaria's motivation is confusing and muddled does not help. Totally. So, whatever, they're, you know, band of, band of angry relations of Oberyn who are bunch out of, for bunch of Bunch of lady killers. A bunch of lady slash killers. Yeah. Uh, they're going to kill Slash, who does exist in the Game of Thrones universe. Yeah, Guns so, N' uh, Roses is the one, is the one band that cross o- crosses over <laughs> into, into the Game of Thrones world. Sweet summer child of mine. The, um, the King's Landing, there's some more shit going on. Cersei's doing some classic plotting. Oh, yes. So she's meeting up with the High Sparrow and being like, hey, you want an army? I reckon I can manipulate the shit out of you is obviously what I'm doing here. <laughs> Do you want an army? And, and uh, she's, she uh, is playing this like half... I don't know, she's playing it well f- as a, for, the, for a show watcher, but mm. maybe not well as a politician. Um, no. Because we can kind of see through what she's doing. And I like. I think it's pretty clear that the high sparrow guy can too. Yes. Yeah. I like guess that, she, that's that was the point. Yeah. Like yeah. we can see through it, which is is fun for us to watch. But for her as a politician, she's got to have more bloody bloody sense about her because he is a smart guy. He's not just some guy wearing rags and who you know loves the seven gods or whatever. Like he is the head of uh, like radical <laughs> religious group. He's yeah. He's got a brain. She's putting him in charge of something called the Faith Militant, which sounds fucking terrifying. Yeah, it's She's like the Spanish like, Inquisition or something. Like, it, it totally. basically is, yeah. I did not expect you to compare it to that, but, uh, but- the, <laughs> she's treating him like an idiot, and so she gives him this this Faith Militant, Yep. sends them out. She's like, ah, there's a sinner in our midst, so why don't we go fucking kill him? And she's talking about... Um, uh, Loris. Brother, Loris. Yeah. 
So they go out and there's a big sort of thing of them breaking into brothels and, and yanking people out and everything, killing mm-hmm. people with big fucking uh, smiles on their faces and those weird carvings on their foreheads. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, Loris, Loris grabs Lancel and uh, they lock him up. They lock him up. Uh, Marjorie is not happy. She bursts in on Tommen. Tommen's like, what? What's going on? What are you talking about? Yeah, he's in the middle of his, like, some meal, which I thought was good. <laughs> yeah. It always makes somebody look so vulnerable when they're, like, leant over a plate with a fork halfway to their mouth. Yeah, you've, that's, that's that's really true. It's a, it's a good technique. It's a good TV yeah. technique of, like... People, people sure, put the everyone... same... Sorry, what? It, well, like, everyone eats meals. That's absolutely normal. And it's it's not unreasonable to expect someone to be eating a meal when you want to talk to him. But it's just the effect it has as a as a consumer of media. You're like, God, this guy's fucking unprepared, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dude, this guy's fucking eating instead of figuring out what he should say. <laughs> yeah. Well, and then people, yeah. when, they, when they're, like, cr- crouched over the plate and have that fork halfway up and everything, <laughs> and they look up at somebody who's burst in, yes. they do the same face that, like, you know if you see a dog taking a shit and it looks at yes. you? Yes, yes. It's the same face. Yep, it exactly is. So, uh, yeah, I'm glad that he's doing that. And she, like, bursts in, she's angry. Why the fuck's my brother locked up, blah, blah, blah. And, like, kind of has a go at him for a bit. <clears throat> Still measured and Marjorie about it. But then, like, there's a moment where she literally takes a breath and goes, all right, I've got to get back into acting around everybody mode. Mm-hmm. And kind of keeps telling him, like, do you have no affection for me at all? And all this sort mm. of Marjorie stuff to say. Mm. So, yeah, he's... Um, sufficiently manipulated into going and getting but i mean fucking she straight away is like your mother did this yes yeah i thought you sent her away what the fuck so they're having this fucking proxy war through tommen and the and the high sparrow yes one of one of which uh seems to know exactly what's going on the other has absolutely no idea a very naive young uh, High Sparrow, but uh... yeah, that old man don't know what's going on. Um, <laughs> yeah, does she? Does she say all the Cersei stuff? She says that like initially, like when she yeah, she goes I in, she's so. like, "Who the fuck do you think is behind this? It's obviously your mother." And he's yeah. like, "What? Why? Who, she was meant why? to be in fucking uh, Casterly Rock. Why is she mm. here? She's fucking mm. everything." Yep. So then, yeah, Tommen goes to see Cersei, and she's like, "Wasn't me." Didn't do it. I don't know what you're talking about. That's a high sparrow's mm. thing. I don't know, man. Mm. Get out of here. Yeah, go and so, talk to them. Maybe if uh, if you think the high sparrow is behind it, and these bloody faith militant guys, why don't you go and talk to them? Uh, so, yeah. and, and, go, and in a vulnerable position. It seems strange for Cersei to be like, yeah, uh, go and stand in in the middle of a bunch of guys with weapons. Totally. She is so trusting of these fucking freaks with maces. Yeah. But whatever. He he goes and tries to get to the to the sept where the high sparrow is and a hundred people out the front with big fucking weapons are like no he's praying you can't come in and then a hundred or a thousand people behind him just in the crowds are like you're a bastard you're a freak you're a mutant yeah totally they they do not like him same as was the case for you could see how off the back of joffrey you'd be like oh joffrey too cool yeah, absolutely. Which, like, we know Tommen's a good, a good kid. Like, sure, he's a product of incest, but he's he's the good one. Yeah, not his fault. He's a little yeah. dim, but whatever. Yeah, brother and a sister made that brain. What are you gonna? <laughs> what, what's gonna happen? He's gonna be the yeah. smartest dude in the world. Never. He's he's doing his best. So, uh, yeah, he goes back and tells Marjorie, like, I couldn't do it. He was praying, and she's like, All right, well, I'm fucking leaving then. You are yeah. sleeping on the couch tonight. <laughs> Fuck you. Yeah. That was very weak of you. Bye. Yeah. Yeah. So that's going to fucking bubble over, it looks like, at some point. Mm. Tension. And Marjorie and Cersei arriving. both being able to have this, like, I, I don't know. This it, it, Cersei just is the worst. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, it's good. It's It's... It's not my favourite plotline uh, in the entirety of Game of Thrones, but um, there's some stuff going on. I do like Marjorie and Cersei, and it's interesting having such an innocent um, character like Tommen in the middle. Um, yeah. 
My favourite uh, mid two thousand sitcom, Tom and in the Middle. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, interesting to see where it goes. Uh, so the other part of this episode, well, there's two more parts of this episode, I guess, that are, that happen mm-hmm. uh, over in the Night's Watch part. What the fuck's that yep. called? The Wall. The Wall. Yeah, Castle Black. Uh, Stannis is still there. He, you know, he likes John, and he does. Uh, Queen Salise, his wife, is like, ah, fuck, yeah, you're into that kid, aren't you? I should have given you a boy. I just gave you this weak, fucking, crusty little piece of shit. She <laughs> fucking hates her daughter so much. She really does. She really does. I think, yeah, obviously, there's uh, this huge um, element to her character of feeling guilty for not yeah. giving giving him an heir. So then along comes Melisandra, and like says like ah whatever your daughter's fine and just stares her down and she leaves basically <laughs> yeah like pretty much no, and then her and Stannis have a bit of a talk about fucking something I don't even remember what but uh she she wants to be uh she wants to go north or south sorry with him when they go and fight she wants to be there for the battle Melisandre yeah wants. right yeah she, I don't know. She's she's clearly got some shit she's planning. Absolutely, as, yeah. As we see later on, because John and uh, John and Sam are sending letters out asking for help. It looks like asking for them to send whoever they can to the wall. Yeah, yeah. Sam, I think is like, hey, we've got a mail. Uh, send an email to Roose Bolton, and John's like, he killed my brother and my yeah. my foster mum. And they have like a few letters where they go through, and they just kind of have silly last names. Like Smallwood, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then they're like, "Oh, don't, we need the help from the Quibble Dibbles and whatever." So <laughs> they do that for a bit, and then yeah, Roose Bolton and John mm-hmm. does it. He's a Lord Commander of the Night's Watch. He's got to not be political, and so yeah, he sends Roose a, a yeah. letter asking for his uh, whatever men he can send. And as yeah. Sam leaves, in comes Melisandre, and Ooh, yes. oh. Oh no, my jo- uh, this, this bloody gown wasn't tied up well enough. Uh-oh. Oh dear, it's bloody fallen open. Oh god! And she's she does her fucking seductress thing on him like she did with mm-hmm. um, Gendry. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. But yeah, John's like, no, 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 you ain't getting none of this. This ain't no cave. Yeah, her pickup line is like. You're still in love with someone who's dead, but you should be worried about people who are alive and takes yeah. off her, <laughs> her gown. Yeah. Ignore the dead. Can you feel my heartbeat? Look at that going. I'm really alive. It's right, It's underneath my tit. Did you see that? Yeah. <laughs> my best trait, though, li- living. <laughs> yeah, I'm alive. Or am I? But and then John like, admits, like, yeah. nah, I'm, I'm still in love with her. I'm still... Yeah. She might, she might be dead, but my love will never die. And also, he is still under that vow about celibacy. Yeah, that's true. He's just not into it. Like, you can tell from the start. He's like, um, I mean, like, uh, I'm, I'll feel a titty, but I'm not going through with this. Well, it's really weird. It's, it is. It's totally weird. I think I would feel very similarly in his situation. Yeah. Where, like... A, who are you? B, you're always looking like you're about to fucking... You know a bomb is about to go off, and you're the... You know what I... Like, she always looks like she's mid-scheme. Yes, yes. She's she's spooky. She is. She's real spooky. But, uh... Yeah, elsewhere in the in the keep, mm-hmm. uh, Shireen and Stannis have a real nice little talk. Yeah, isn't... This was, yeah, one of the, one of the scenes I really liked. In terms of dialogue-y scenes... This yeah. one, and, and probably the one we'll talk about second last of all the scenes. Um, yeah, it's nice. It's good. It's, it's, it talks about, he talks about how everyone was like, when she was born, she had grayscale. Is that what happened? Or she, so, did she contract? She got it quite early, I think. Something like that. Yeah. And everyone was like, fuck her off. Send her to that city where they all turn into stone people. Get yeah. rid of her. And he was like, no, yeah, she's which... my daughter. <laughs> That's that's some shit that he that we, <laughs> have we heard about that before? It was like no, send her off no. to the Volantis where the stone people live. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, sure. Yes, the rock, the rock men. Yep, great. That's fine. Right, uh, of course. Need explaining. 
But yeah, yeah, they have a nice sort of back and forth. Stannis clearly has a heart, and he always has. He's just like, he's real fucking uptight. He's so focused. He's, yeah. he's so incredibly focused on the whole getting the throne thing. And before that, he was just focused on being a soldier. He, um, yeah. he's, he's, he's bound by duty, and he doesn't like take that lightly. And he will sacrifice you know, being a nice dad for that. But he wants yeah. to be a nice dad. He just is like, no, no, I only have this many hours in the day, and I'm going to give them all to you know, duty and honour. And, you know, she's got a pretty shit pair of parents... But yeah, her, yeah. at least her dad clearly does care about her, whereas her mum is fucking just a piece of shit. Her mum is insane. She's she yeah. just sucks. Not into her. No. Nah. Um speaking of being into someone, Littlefinger mm-hmm. walks up uh, fucking s- sneaks up with his, his arms out and his legs going up real high like a little train <laughs> robber. <laughs> yeah. He, he sneaks up behind Stance because she's down in the crypts. Looking yeah, at, uh, yeah. <coughs> yeah, which we've seen before. Rob and Ned had a walk through here at some point. Mm-hmm. And uh, they looked at the same statue of Lyanna. Yes, Liana. that's right. Rob, because Rob was like, boy, she was good, and now she's dead. Yeah, that was exactly what he said. <laughs> I believe so. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, uh, P- Peter Baelish tells Pete. Sansa this story about um, like a big tournament they had. Yeah, the jousting. Yeah, back when the Mad King was on the throne and everyone was there. I think it was for Ned's birthday or something like that. Or, sorry, name day. Right. And, uh, yeah, basically, big tournament. Rhaegar Targaryen ends up winning and he rides past his wife, Elia Martell, and gives uh, a a flower to Lyanna instead. Mm. How many tens of thousands had to die because Rhaegar chose your aunt? He fucking slimes. And then Sansa says, he, yes, he chose her, and then he kidnapped her and raped her. Yeah, so, and that's the that's how the war started, was like, Ned and shit going to fucking track him down because of that, right? I think so. Or maybe that it was, was the... during the war? I don't it, remember. Oh, it might have been during, because it was... Robert rebelled... Was it because of that, or was it because also the king was mad? I, can't, I, don't, I think. Yeah. I feel like maybe they killed Rhaegar, and then that's what caused the rebellion. I can't remember. Right. Yeah. No, I'm not entirely sure, but it's all I, it's all around the same time. It's all wrapped up in the same sort of sequence of events. Yeah. One of those things where just it's all happening at once. So this story, yeah, obviously it mentions Ilya Martell, um, who is the woman who got killed by. The mountain. By the mountain, yep. yeah. Uh, Oberyn's sister, yeah. Um, so it is yeah, cool so how Le- Lyanna Stark tied is... in everything is. Yeah, well, that's that's what I was. Yeah, that's that's what I just kind of noticed. It's like, yeah, fuck all of these things. Now, after five seasons, maybe these names would have been mentioned in the first season, and we wouldn't maybe have picked up on it. But it's such a rich world, and like, it's there's actual proof of it <laughs> in the writing. Totally, it's 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 really cool. Like that, it's still. The same, like the what's happening now is still because of that. Mm. Yes. Yeah. So uh, Littlefinger then tells her that, "Hey, Cersei's called me to King's Landing. We got to keep up appearances. I'm going." Sounds like, "Don't leave me here with the fucking dude who killed my brother and his mm. weird son who I don't know and who I'm meant mm. to get married to." And Littlefinger's like, "You'll be fine. You'll fall in love with him or something. Probably. Give me a smooch." Oh yeah, that's a, one of the grossest smooches I've ever seen. Uh, Ugh, in context, so creepy. just just yeah, bad. And then she's like, "Hey, maybe when you, by the time you get back, I'll be a married woman." Yeah, I don't, man. Yeah, like she's so clear. Like her face is so like, "Ugh, this is gonna yeah. happen." And I'm stuck again. Yeah, I am in a crypt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. So, yeah, he, he's, he's telling Sansa as well, like, hey, eventually, fuck Ramsay and all that, you'll be Wardeness of the North. We'll get this all back. Don't worry. It's you and me, kid. Don't tell anyone. It's our little secret, you fucking creep. Uh, yeah, absolute creep. Um, but uh, on the, uh, not on the surface of things, on the, like, pure facts, she marries back into the family that is controlling the North, and, hey... Maybe that's... Uh, that, I mean, it is a good political move. 
It just seems like it could be the worst move on every other level of her life. Right. Uh, but, you know, maybe not even the worst one she's been in, though. She was fucking going to get married to Joffrey, so... Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, one last scene. Them, them mm. harpy sons. They're... Sons of harpies. Man, they're running around town like it's the start of Jackass the movie. <laughs> they are absolutely fucking shit up. Oh, yeah. And, uh... And, I mean, long story short, everyone they gets in a big a... fucking fight. Yeah, long, long story short, they all get in a giant trolley and ride it down the main street. And they, <laughs> ra- they ram it into Barristan Selmy. Yeah. Tyrion, like, headbutts Robert Baratheon in the stomach. <laughs> so, I, think uh, you mean, I think you mean we, Tyrion. That is what I mean. I was thinking of we, man. And, and what was the fat guy? Preston. Preston Lacey. Preston. Yeah, yeah, Preston was Robert. Oh, yes. So, uh, big fight. Um, I thought this was a good fight, I must say. It was a decent fight. Grey Worm is pretty cool. He's good at fighting. Yeah, he's a great fighter. I think Swinging just the build up. I think maybe for, for, for us knowing that Barristan is like going to roll in there and fuck shit up, I thought it was really well done. It was really well sort of choreographed and, and um, yeah, it was a nice little build up. And I thought it was a good fight, like in terms of just an action scene. Sure. Well, yeah, because Barristan does. He, he, he has some shit going on, draws his sword out. Runs down, uh, helps out Grey Worm, mm. saves Grey Worm, because Grey Worm's got a fucking knife in his side and yeah. is about to be swarmed, but then they go after him. But Barristan gets brutally murdered by the <laughs> sons of the Harpy. Yes. He's about to cop a, a throat slitting, too, before Grey Worm at least saves him the, uh, the indignity of that. But he does yeah. die. He is clearly very dead. <laughs> yeah, he did. And Grey Worm, ambiguously motionless. Yeah, because he got fucked up. He got yeah. really fucked up. He got a big fucking knife in the side that he then used to kill several other people. Mm. Mm. There was one point where they cut away when he's holding the knife and then they cut back and he's got the stick, but whatever. Oh, I didn't notice that. He could have picked okay. the stick up during the cutaway. <laughs> Absolutely. He could have done Quick. that. Quick, the camera's not looking. Grab the, go, go grab the stick. <laughs> um, yeah, that's, uh, that's the end of the episode, though. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Uh, it's all right. Yeah, it's all right. There's, there was more in it upon reflection that I liked uh, than I thought I did. But mm. I think it's maybe just the pacing of some of the scenes that I just sort of wavered a little bit in terms of my um, my in- attention. But there's yeah, there's there's good stuff going on. I, I don't. I'm not hating it. Yeah, I think that's a that's a fair assessment. Like. I want to talk about some of the stuff a little bit more in the spoiler bit, honestly. So mm. maybe we should uh, wrap up the the non-spoilery portion of this episode for the week. Well, I think having come to the conclusion of the uh, show of of Game of Thrones, it's probably a logical point um, to do that. Mm, I don't think that's the reason. <laughs> uh, thanks for listening, first timers. Um, get your uh, your questions in to Aria Talking to Me Pod at gmail dot com. Um, if you want to talk about the show, talk about uh, talk about it on Facebook or Twitter. We have uh, pages uh, on both social networks. Do some commenting in the uh, in the posts, the page posts on Facebook, or yeah, send us some tweets. Uh, apparently, people have been talking about the show in a Facebook group that we're no longer a part of um, for a network we've never been on. So hey, if you're talking about us there. Talk about us on our actual pages. That's my advice. Talk about us to a stranger on a bus. Well, hey, also that. Gorilla marketing. Go to the yeah. zoo, to the gorilla enclosure, mm-hmm. and then yell at the gorilla, Hey, do you know what a podcast is? And then the gorilla will say, What? <laughs> you say, What? Holy shit, did you just ask me what? He's like, Yeah, I couldn't fucking hear you. Like, wow. can you guys talk? He's like, yeah, of course I can talk. I can just never hear anyone. I'm miles away. Look at this trench. <laughs> wow. That's around my, around my enclosure. Really good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, also give us some reviews on iTunes and, uh, and other podcast platforms that you use. We're still, like, in comparison to, to Filthy Casuals, we're a pretty small show. Um, and we'd, uh, yeah, we'd love to get more people on board as we ramp up towards the final season of Game of Thrones. Um, mm. but yeah, thank you. Thank you. First time show watchers for listening. 
We'll see you next week. I should and tell for... you as well. Oh yes. Just that anyone anyone here. I'm doing another podcast with Peter Jones and Luca Muller, who are both friends of ours. Yeah. And it's called Ooh Spooky. Three O's mm-hmm. and an H. And it's about like the paranormal and stuff. We make jokes about it. It's very good. I like it a lot. They're good boys, those two. I agree. I don't like <laughs> one of them, but I'll never say which. Oh no. It's pain, Uh-oh. isn't it? <laughs> I'll never say. Uh, but yeah, listen yeah. to that. Uh, and uh, yeah, if you uh, have watched Game of Thrones all the way through before, we're about to get into something we like to call the sealed section. Ooh. So this Cersei Marjorie stuff. Yeah. That's what I want to get into. Okay. I am liking it more this time because knowing where it goes and knowing that Cersei's fucking herself over here is kind mm-hmm. of fun to watch. Uh, knowing that Cersei's fucking herself over here? Yeah, because by giving the High Sparrow all that power... Oh, yes, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I forgot about halfway through this. She gets completely shamed uh, in the street. Yeah. She gets destroyed, and then that dip leads to her blowing all the shit up and going crazy. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, She's totally overplaying her hand. She... And, yeah, I was sort of saying it in the main part of the episode, but, like... I think we can tell as viewers already that the High Sparrow completely sees through her and, and sees that this woman is going to overextend herself and we're going to be able to bloody chop her off. Definitely. Um, yeah, that's all I, I really also, I Well, I also think that Marjorie is absolutely overplaying her, her hand as well and, yeah, like she, she, gets, she gets what's coming to her. And not I mean, in terms of I don't think she deserves it, but she is so arrogant and um, she so clearly thinks that she is now in the position of power. Um, it's, it's, yeah, good, good writing um, from the show, writing staff, to, uh, to have it play out this way because, yeah, boy, does she cop it. Well, and the pair of them are both doing this, like, kind of privileged little rich kids, you know? So mm. I, I, mm. it's, it's fun to see that becoming more serious when people who really fucking mean it and cut, like the high sparrow who were just like yeah. nah dude like i'm in the same position as you now from nothing i'm gonna yes. kill you yes i've had to work my entire life and i'm older than you and i've had to work that entire life you know scraping and manipulating and talking to people to get them to do what i want for me to be in this position so you know you're you're playing against a veteran here yeah it's fun um, to watch that yeah, I, I agree. I agree. I like those aspects of it. Um, and yeah, like we know Tommen's story is like incredibly tragic. One of the yep. the more tragic of the entire show. Um, and yeah, I think I just think it's yeah, it's good. It's good writing. It's good writing at this point. Agreed. Uh, what else goes on? Uh, we know that uh, Grey Worm survives. It's uh, look. It's a shame that Barristan died, but I'm not going to miss him. I don't miss him. <laughs> No, it's it's a shame that Barristan never mattered. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I guess he was kind of th- what made the thing with Jorah happen. He's also a voice of reason, like genuinely yeah. a voice of reason in, in Daenerys' camp, uh, which, yeah, she kind of gets a little bit uh, more unreasonable as time goes on. True, true. Um, that's all I really have to say about this episode, honestly. I'm happy to, yep. to call it there. Yeah, not heaps else going on. A lot of the other stuff we talked about is just kind of not that interesting. Um, so, yeah, I, uh, I'm looking forward to getting to the next episode when we do get to it. Well, until then, let's just chill. Let's just chill out. Till the next episode. Okay. Uh, yeah. Well, I'm ready for it. But- all right. Hey, let's, um, yeah, thanks for listening, uh, spoiler and sealed section fans. Uh, yeah, I guess we'll, we'll see you next week for, uh, for the next episode of Game of Thrones. Possibly the next two next week, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see how we do in terms of scheduling and our own, uh, lives. Yeah. Great. Cool. All right, right. bye everyone. See you everyone. 
They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.